I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the microphones. The of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize... These guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a some fidget of the best spare. gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. Now that sounds like a Post Malone beat. Do we like Post Malone? Do you guys like Post Malone? I was getting I was getting reared in the chat for not really caring. I don't I, I guess I don't dislike Post Malone. I just don't care. I don't care a whole lot. Uh, I'm not gonna Post Malone. I don't really yeah, I don't really care. I'm not gonna pay money to go see him in concert. If I got a free ticket, I'd kick it around. Hmm. I understand how popular he is. Like I get people are very he's got a very passionate fan base. He does. Which I appreciate. But I guess I haven't dived deep enough into Post Malone. I guess that's all it is. I just haven't dived deep enough into Post Malone. But this is Box Lunch presented by Betfred Sportsbook. I'm Reed Mouse, the recently engaged Paul Fritchner, the soon-to-be-married Casey McAllister. Guys, happy Wednesday to you. It was like a while since we've done a Box Lunch, so it's good to be one back. Week, one week. We did one last Wednesday. Just constantly moving here in the spring. We, uh, If I'm on the show on off the bench then we won't do one which is i think that's going to be how it is going to be friday um so this might be the only box lunch of the week regardless you guys talked a lot of reds on off the bench and that was refreshing to get some nice authentic baseball talk and we're going to parlay it here into box lunch and the first topic is i mean matt mcclain's up for the reds and i want the reds to start bringing them all up. Matt McClain has generated a spark in the fan base that is genuinely, and I'm being dead serious with this, it's illuminating to see. The Reds have been playing good ball. They're 12-8 and eight over their last 20, I believe. They're a couple games under 500, tied for third in the division. They can see the top of the division, a couple games out of the wild card spot, and it's only two games in, but Matt McClain already has some big league at-bats, already a couple hits, a clutch hit last night. The at-bats are competitive, and it seems that he's not only generating a spark in the fan base, but he's generating a spark amongst the team, too. They're playing with emotion. They're playing exciting ball. And this is why the Reds can have a memorable summer. They can continue to bring up these young guys. They can continue to generate buzz. Christian Encarnacion Strand, CES, he'll be great. All that power, 
Ellie De La Cruz can be the greatest player on the planet, is what I heard last night. This is the planet that the same planet that Shohei Otani plays on, lives on. And they think that Ellie De La Cruz can be the greatest player on the planet. That's high praise. Who else you got? Andrew Abbott, great pitcher. And this is coming from me, who you guys know is a Cubs fan. And things aren't good on the north side right now. Listen, everyone I love is a Reds fan. My friends, my coworkers, the chat, my dad, my siblings, all Reds fans. And I still, listen, as, as a Cubs fan, I want the Reds to lose every game. That'll never change. So ask yourself, why do I want the Reds to bring all these guys up? And it's pretty simple. I'm tired of getting on Twitter and seeing it all the time. I'm tired of seeing Louisville bat box scores. I'm tired of seeing all the minor league highlights, everything. I just want the Reds to bring up these players so everyone that I follow on Twitter will stop talking about it. That's all it is. That's all I want. Twitter's insufferable for me right now because when the Reds do good, everyone comes at me. And the Cubs are doing bad. And I love it that way. This is the part of being the heel of the show. But golly, I'm tired of seeing shaky cameras from AAA and AA highlights and box scores. Ellie hey, De La whoa, Cruz. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You this. watch your mouth about minor league productions. <laughs> but how, how are the Bay Sox doing? Oh, man. You mean just like record wise or production wise? How are we looking? Neither one's looking great. The broadcaster's good. Other than that, the broadcast, mm. the, the production level's tough. The record is horrendous. I think they're like 9 23 or something. Not good. Mm. But that's because the Orioles were doing well. Right. Because they there. bring them all up. And that's yeah. what's going to happen with the Reds. And like I said, man, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of seeing it all throughout Twitter. And maybe it'll never stop. Maybe that's part of the thing of being a, a devout fan is you always see these, these highlights. Always got to be excited for what's coming next. But I'm just ready for the get crawls and the, the highlights to be off my Twitter permanently. All the gobbledygook that is on my Twitter feed. Maybe I should blame Elon Musk. Mm. My For You page is just littered. Listen, how bad is Twitter that my For You page is nothing but Reds things? And maybe that's just because the Reds fans literally tweet me every time they do something well. Mm. But Now, Paul, as a Twitter expert... yes. Is there a way to like get these Reds highlights, all these Reds stats from the minor league guys, I mean, all this could, hype off my Twitter feed? I mean, you could just mute the Louisville bats, and that would probably take care of 90% of it. If you just muted the Louisville bats. If I just mute the phrase CES, Ellie De La Cruz, yeah. Abbott. If you just mute all of that, I think you're good. See, this is why I come to you. This is why I come to you, Paul. You are the Twitter expert. But <laughs> what's next, Reed? <laughs> All right, the Reds never fail. This is going to be fun for you guys. Every year, Reds fans have expectations going into the year. Um, two years ago, they see the, post the postseason caliber roster, and they're like, hey, let's get in the postseason. Let's do things. We're coming off 2020. Just been a postseason. Didn't go well. Let's get back in. Let's fight for this thing. Obviously didn't happen. Last year, the Reds trade everyone away and, and the 
Reds fans aren't quite sure what to think, and somehow they go 3-22 and and diverge expectations there. This year, the year that Reds fans were finally ready to just go, hey, we're going to be bad. Let's embrace the suck. Let's embrace being bad. Let's be bad, but let's kind of have some exciting things to, to mull over. And here we are in the third week of May, and the goalposts are shifting. They're playing good ball. Like I said, 12-8 and eight over their last 20. Four, third play, tied for third place in the NL Central. A couple games out of the lead in the NL Central. A couple of lead games out of the wild card. Somehow, the Reds have mastered a way to constantly subvert fans' expectations. They have mastered a way to hurt their fans in the most explosive fashion possible because they're giving you this little glimmer of hope. They're right here, right? You thought they were going to suck, but they don't suck. Oh, no. They're playing good ball, and we've got all these young prospects coming up. Let's bring them up. Let's fight for this thing. Maybe let's go even get trade a piece in July and really compete for this. And time and time again, the Reds will hurt their fans in the worst way possible. You know what the Reds are? They're that toxic boyfriend. You know the guy. You've seen the couple. Somehow, the girl just keeps coming back. And that's, I mean, literally the Reds did that last year. Where else are you going to go? That's the toxic boyfriend. What are you going to do? Can't do better than me. Somehow, just keep coming back. And they keep hurting you. And you keep getting this glimmer of, of hope. You keep seeing, subverting all the expectations just when you're finally ready to quit them. Just when you're like, this guy sucks. He shows up to the family function, gives flowers for your mom. You're like, all right, well, maybe he's, he's changed. Maybe, maybe things are getting a little better in this relationship. Hey, honey, can you pick me up at work tomorrow? Ghost you. Don't hear him. Don't hear from him. Then he takes you out to dinner. Things are getting better again. And then he's flirting with the girl at the bar on the weekend. The Reds keep doing this to you guys. And as your friend, I love you all. I don't want to see it happen again. The Reds stink. They're always going to stink. They've showed you what they are. Don't get excited. Just don't. I'm begging you. You've seen this happen before. Matt McClain might be a great ball player. Ellie De La Cruz might be a great ball player. Andrew Abbott, all these guys that are coming up, they might be just fine. But you're not going to make the postseason. You probably won't make the postseason next year. I'm just begging you guys not to get fully swept up in all the red stuff. Going the next three series, going over 500, just don't let yourself get fooled by this guy again. It's toxic. It's a toxic relationship. Just please don't. Casey Paul, please don't tell me you guys are getting excited about <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're... we're uh... No. I mean, yes, I, we are. Why wouldn't what? you, read? Why would you not? You cut my mic. 
I didn't do it for the people. Once I again, you are silencing freedom excited. of speech. Once again, Casey, we are. Oh, do not spin this. We are proponents. We are proponents of the Bill of Rights. All, all the amendments. The first ten, the Bill of Rights, freedom of speech, and you're silencing me. I guess you guys are right. Maybe the toxic one in this relationship I, is Casey. I tried telling you guys there's there's a cute couple of rules, right? You can't, you know, start a panic. You can't incite a riot, which is what you're doing right now. And you can't talk bad about our towns. What, I'm what, excited. What I'm inciting there? a riot. Yeah. How? I didn't say out. there was fire in this in this movie theater. <laughs> no, that's a panic. A riot. A riot is when you get the people upset and angry. I'm not telling you to march the Capitol. I mean, you 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 are inciting a riot right now. I mean, look at look I'm at the chat. You to stand everyone by. everyone wants to overthrow you on your own show. They're saying I'm causing an annexation. What am I annexing? Reds fandom, bringing them over to the Cubs fandom. I don't think that's gonna work. I'm just telling you guys that you are in a toxic relation. Listen, this is what happens. You go to tell your girlfriend, like you tell the friend that you see, you're like, hey. This guy's bad news. You don't know him. You don't know him like I know him. Stop. It's toxic. Just get out of it. Just don't just don't get your hopes up. You can sit around, you can watch from afar, and maybe if things if you see that he has changed, if you see that the Reds have fully changed, then you can go be a fan again. But just sit on the sideline for a while. Don't get excited. That's all I'm asking. All right. Is that too much? I think it is too much, Reed. It's too much. You guys are getting excited about the Reds. Absolutely. I am in. I'm, I'm wearing a Reds polo today. I'm going to the Yankees game on Friday. Well, that's because you want to watch a championship caliber team in the Yankees. Mm. Mm. Listen, yeah, let's, let's compare to the Yankees. The Yankees' goalposts are making the World Series. They feel like they are... A terrible franchise because they haven't been to a World Series in 14 years and they keep going to the ALCS and can't can't get across because they keep losing the Astros. Meanwhile, the Reds are just trying to win a postseason series. And people are getting excited because the Reds are four games under 500. Please. What happened to this once proud city? Cincinnati. It was rated the best place to live in Ohio. Now, granted, second place on that same list, I looked it up, was Youngstown, Ohio. So maybe maybe that wasn't the best list ever put together. Where was Cleveland on the list? Cleveland was fourth. What was oh. third? Uh, Columbus. Oh, okay. Well, that list Hamilton stinks. was not on the list, which was incredibly damning to that list. Yeah. Mm. That list stinks. It only went six, six deep. Put Youngstown at two. They felt Youngstown deserved to be in the top six. Not Akron. Toledo? Toledo was on there. That's five. Dayton was sixth. All right. That's all the big cities. Yeah. Check all the boxes. All right. But here's an honest thing. Do you guys as Reds fans feel like they're exceeding expectations at this very point? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we thought we were – I was just having this conversation with Paul on Tom's show a couple of days ago. I said, we're going to meet the expectation goalpost of Memorial Day. We got to move it now. So we've already moved it to the all-star break. The all-star break. We'll reconvene again <laughs> with this Reds team and, and making a judgment call by the all-star break.
So you, you have just prolonged student loan payment. <laughs> you just keep pushing it back. Like, hey, we'll see you again in two more months. But that's, that's cause, that, that is cause for excitement. So you are getting excited. I and your first year as a true Reds fan, and you are already roped in to the toxic behaviors of this Reds, Reds team. Absolutely. Casey, 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 I care about you too much. I care about you too much. Don't go down this. There are teams. You don't have to be a Reds fan. There are teams that are fun. Teams that win. Not the Cubs, but teams that are worth following. Don't do this to yourself. What is... All right, so let me ask you this. So we're at the All-Star break. What does that look like? What is six, What is the expectations for the All-Star break? Somewhere around 500. Somewhere maybe six or seven games back of first place. And then what does that mean? Like, we go and I mean, get, get some pieces? Yeah, I don't really know what that means. I just think that at that point, at least the season's still interesting. Which... Just hang on. Just because it, like you don't have to go and add pieces for it to be a successful season. Like, I mean, no, 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 no. All, all I want to see is progress. Can they learn how to win? And I think if they stay at that 500 range, that they're slowly learning how to win and be the franchise that we all know that they can be. Do we know that they can be that franchise? Well, what have they shown to prove that they can be that franchise? Well, their illustrious history, of course. Oh, illustrious. That's right. Their first World Series, they won because the other team literally gave it to them. Their second World Series, they won because all the All-Stars were at World War II. Now, granted, Big Red Machine, one of the best teams in the history of the MLB. 1990, wire-to-wire, fantastic year. But you take out that 15-year stretch from the mid-70s to 1990. What has this franchise been? You're going to take out a, a decade and a half of history? In 160 years? Yeah, I'll take out one-tenth of the, of the franchise. That's five years of the Bengals. Didn't like that answer, did you, Case? Mm. All right. Guys, let's talk about this now. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. What do we think of Zim and the T. Higgins extension? What T. Higgins said yesterday on the tweet. Is it, fa is it fair to... I personally am not... I, I see a lot of people are getting mad at Zim. I don't think that's the right way to go. I don't think you can get angry at Zim... For whatever happened with the, the T. Higgins extension talk that, that he posted a couple months ago, whenever that was. I think you look at Zim and he's a positive voice for the Bengals. In a community that oftentimes fandom can be toxic as I just was a moment ago. He is a positive voice constantly pushing positive narratives about the Cincinnati Bengals. And I don't look at him any more than that. I don't look at him as an insider so when that tweet came out, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then everyone else, you know, all the actual insiders came out and said, listen, that's not true. Nothing, we haven't heard anything. And now T. Higgins said that was never the case. So as a Bengals fan in that community, you guys are too. And I'm asking the chat this as well. Is it fair to just be like, hey, listen, he made a mistake. Let's move on. 
he's still a positive voice for this community. Is that fair? I, you know, I actually would agree with that thought because it could have been as simple as they just need, like his tweet could be true, right? It could still hold some, I understand that there was what, what T said was that there was nothing finalized, nothing done. Zim didn't necessarily say it was, I mean, he said the phrase it was done, but you got to get number nine finished first. Right. That could still hold true. That right. could be the thing that's holding it up, which, you know, that's not his fault. I think it was premature. But there is also a massive component here where he's dealing with the court of public opinion. Like, yes, what you're saying may not by the letter of the law be wrong. But there is also a huge part of this where Zim is just having to just no, eat I, it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the better course of action would have been that and maybe he will say this when the deals maybe come through because we don't know that yet. That, you know, he thought that it was a done deal or maybe there was something that was said to him that made him lead to believe like, oh, yeah, that's got to be done, right? 25 million for three or, you know, 25 right, right. for right. average for three years. That's, that's great for T. Maybe he is asking more or something like, you know, we don't know exactly what info was given to him, but what, what gets me is he still wants to, uh, maybe play both sides a little bit. Like he's an insider. He's not really an insider. I don't know. That's no, that's he's, a tough he's not a journalist. He's not a journalist. He's not, he's not journalist. an insider. And then you, you go into the, the fans with sources deal, which, again, Zim has a brand. He has built a very good brand. He's extremely successful in what he's doing. And then when you dip your toe into trying to report something like this and you get it wrong, you hurt what you've already been trying to build. Now, I, I don't think this is something that's going to hurt Zim really in the I long agree. term. Like yeah. This is something that will blow over. Eventually, T. Higgins, if he signs the deal, Zim can – Spin it in a way that he can take a victory lap and people will move on. As long as Zim keeps making good content, being funny, being a, yeah. a, the Bengals guy that he is, yeah, that's be, all that really matters. Right. Because I don't yeah. really know how many people are serious. If this is Jay Morrison or Paul Daner Jr. or somebody like that getting this wrong, then that's a whole different story because that hurts their credibility to their Correct. sole purpose of their job. Right. Zim's job is to entertain, not inform. It's to entertain. Right. Yep. I now, agree with that. Now, this, this does, like, anytime that Zim wants to try and be the quote-unquote insider, right? Anytime that he tries to, like, put, post news, that's that credibility is gone. Yeah. That is gone. But for what he is, is, you know, a fan that tries to excite the fan base, and he does a great job at that. So, it's that. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Right. It's, it's not. I agree. Like we'll it's, agree. It's just not. If you if you read the tweet originally with a grain of salt, it's just not a big deal. It's just not. Agree. Now, Casey, do you think that there is any validity? Someone in the chat earlier today put that Joe Burrow is going to wait out for Justin Herbert's deal first. Hmm. Think there's validity in that? Just from his press conference. I don't think so, man. I mean, why would he why would he go out and say like, well, I've already laid out all what I want in the ground rules for my contract when that's not necessarily the case. Like he didn't have to say that. Right. Like, that would be a that would be a lie then if 
if and Joe Justin Joe Burrow has never told a lie. That is a fact. Yeah, I mean he he's he cut down a cherry tree one time. Someone asked him who did it. He said it was me. Exactly. So I don't know, man. I mean, I <laughs> I just uh, I mean, I, it would be if you wanted to make money. Yeah, you you wait out, right? But I just right. don't think that's his mo. I think he genuinely is trying to get everyone the best deal that they possibly can and stick together. Hmm. But um, I, we just don't know what that looks like. There's not enough that's been leaked out. Like other people can that others, uh, other cases and other teams where we hear figures and numbers being thrown around and details that just doesn't happen with Bengals until the day it gets announced. And that's how they just do business. Um, so it's a big waiting game, honestly. No one knows anything. And no one knows anyone's motives when it comes to these negotiations. But what you can take away is what Joe said. And if you're taking anything from what Joe said, I don't think you can say that he's waiting on anyone. I think he's wanting to just get a good deal for everyone. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I'm on board. All right, guys. I got a question for you. All right. Off the world of sports. I was grocery shopping yesterday, and we're going through the lines, and you're getting the stuff, and um, we get a discount at Kroger because we use my father-in-law's brand. He works at Kroger. Whole store. There are a few things I will not go generic brand on, as most people do. Most people have one or two things, and they vary. So my thing, personally, is I do not go generic brand for bread. I get Klosterman bread and Pop-Tarts. I do not get generic brand Pop-Tarts. What is the few things, grocery shopping or anything, anything wise, yeah. that you will not go generic brand on? You have to go name brand. Cereal. Ooh. Cereal. I can't do like a generic Frosted Flake or a generic Fruit Loop or, you know, one of those. Can't do generic cereal. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I'm not – I'm just going to keep it food. I, a Kirkland Golf Ball is great. We love Kirkland golf balls. So you, you don't, yeah, you go, you go generic brand for golf balls. That's that's generic. Love a good Kirkland golf ball. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else I can? It's this is tough off the top of my head because I'm sure there are things that I'm not thinking of. Casey, do you have anything off the top of your head? Uh, cereal is going to be mine. Uh, that's a big one for me. Um, I would say, honestly, I don't, I don't go generic. Or oh like, man! What your name brand? You don't go. I, I'm trying to think of stuff that I go generic on. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Is I don't know what you guys stick to name brand, huh? Most of the time, but well, I guess food wise, I do get a lot of Kroger brand things, which is generic. That is generic. So Ever Henry says Kirkland's not generic. How is Kirkland not generic? That's Kirkland is that's, Costco's brand. Yeah, I know. That's literally a white label brand. Like that's what we mean. Yeah. Uh oh oh. Uh soda. I would never get like a generic like a You would Sprite. never buy it. Would never could buy you, it. Could you drink it? If I it mean, offered? if you hand it, you know, if it was a party, you know, yeah. it's like a family get together and somebody hands you a That's a big one. Like, like, I would drink it, but I would never buy it. I would that's, ne that's fair. Yeah, I would never buy just, like, the random orange soda that Kroger carries or whatever it is. You know the one that – I might get a little heat for this one. Mm -hmm. I don't like buying off-brand sports gear. 
Like why would you get? Why would you get hate for that? What do you mean? Like I think like stuff very that, fair. Stu- stuff you that is made for you, or stuff that's like, you know, has a really. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm. I'm very tip. Like very, very. Like I want the main brand, whatever is on the shelf, support the team, sort of stuff. Oh, you're talking. You're you're talking like a license gear i thought you were talking like like you don't want to use dick sporting goods baseball glove like you wanted to no. use wilson's a2000 oh. he's saying he's saying actually like go to the team store get an authentic yes. jersey he doesn't want to go to dh gate to get a fake jersey right okay yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah i'm really? not i i don't i wouldn't do dh gate or one of those yeah no i'm with you but i also am not a jersey guy like if i'm gonna spend money on team gear or something like when i got this polo or stuff like that like, I'm going to get one that looks nice or something. So, right. That, that's what I'm getting at. So, is. jerseys are the only thing that I think I will go generic. Like, like there's no there's no point in getting an off-brand, unlicensed Cub shirt, Bengal shirt, Xavier shirt, whatever I, I want. There's no point in that. But when it comes to jerseys, spending $200 for a real jersey as opposed to just spending 20 bucks for... DHK, I don't know. I don't think I can, I don't think I can swing that, Casey. Now, I have a, a licensed Joe Burrow jersey. Got it for my birthday a couple years ago. And it is way nicer. It is infinitely nicer than yeah. than the fake jerseys that I've gotten. So maybe there is something to that. This is uh, Oh, go ahead, Casey. I was just going to say, OJ brought up a really good one. Toilet paper. Oh, okay. So that was what I was about to say. This I is Kroger brand toilet paper or Costco toilet paper. Tangential to that. I am very much toilet paper and tissues. And it's funny because I, I kind of got... So you're a Kleenex guy or what? Yeah, oh, especially well, as you guys know, with my allergies and how much I blow my nose, I whether it's Kleenex or puffs, like I'm gonna get Kleenex because I I blow my nose so much that and my skin is so dry, like I I will go better on on the Kleenex, but the toilet paper, I never compromise on two things that I for sure don't ever do: toilet paper and Kleenex. I will never go one ply on toilet paper. Never do the one. So what's your brand? Like, do you, you get name or do, brand, you, do, the do, brand. do you get Costco or you get like Kroger? Because Kroger will have two or three ply or two ply, not three ply. At least two. two. I go three. Oh, really? If it's available. I'm not like a snob three ply, but if I can get three ply, I will. And it's, it's, you think you kind of like laugh at it, but man, you use it. It's a game changer. Get a bidet. I've never a bidet. used a bidet. I've used a bidet. I've They're never nice. used one, and I would love to. It, it feels like the – I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Once you use a bidet, you – it is the superior way to to clean. It is, it is genuinely the superior way to clean. I don't know why it's not more highly used in, still, in this country. You're still wiping, though. But you're cleaning it. I get it, but you're still I, – I, I get the premise okay. of it. I just don't want to soak my – Get yeah, your I hands wanna... okay, Casey. Yeah, you're doing ahead. yard work. Yeah, get your hands dirty. Yes. Do you wet your hands or do you just put a paper towel and dry them off? Well, yeah, I get I get the premise. I understand it's cleaner. There's just something about wetting your bum while. <laughs> Does it feel a little Bud Light? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> a little Bud Light. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. Wet wipes work too. Wet wipes. If you guys haven't used wet <laughs> wipes, they're they're good. Now I will say this: one one thing that you should not go name brand. Don't get the dude wipes. Just get just get wet wipes. 
just get the generic wet wipes. Yeah. As long as they're flushable, they're fine. Dude no. wipes are like twice as expensive. And just because they say dude on them. I'm going to trust Nathan Hines. He said laundry detergent. I've never, ever had generic laundry detergent, yeah. so I wouldn't know, but I am assuming that it's probably. I'm sitting here true. trying to think more so of what I do buy generic. Granola bars. Yeah, I can get a Kroger brand. Granola most bar. snacks, most snacks yeah. that I get from a grocery store, um, lunch meat. I just get Kroger lunch meat. Yep. So I get a discount on every Kroger brand thing that I buy. Okay. Yeah. I get, I get like 15% off or something like that. So got to stick with it for most things, but I will not go Kroger brand for bread. Got to get Klosterman. And then I will not go. Got to get the Pop-Tart brand. Yeah. Can't, can't what even generic. is the non Pop-Tart brand? I've never had it. What if it's, it, I mean, they're Pop-Tarts are just Kroger brand. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. What is Kroger's? Is it just, is it just say Kroger on it? It says Kroger or private selection. Okay. Private selections, like their upper tier generic brand. Got it. Okay. Um, Walmart's great value. I don't know what Myers is. George Santos. <laughs> it's so funny. We say this straight face. George Santos makes a good point. Kroger brand ice cream is good. I like Kroger's ice cream a lot. Have you ever had bad ice cream? Have you ever had bad ice cream? Uh, yeah, I'm not like an ice cream snob, so I... Every town, so growing up, every t you, growing up here in Hamilton, you hear about Flubs all the time. They're like, oh, Flubs, the best ice cream you ever go to. Then you go to college, and whatever town you go to in college, like, oh, you've got to have this ice cream. you got to have the... I went to Bluffton. Got to have the Bluffton Dairy Freeze. It's the best ice cream ever. And then I work in Van Wert, Ohio, and they're like, oh, my God, you got to go to the Van Wert Dairy Whip. It's the best ice cream ever at every town that you've ever been into has their one ice cream place that they swear up and down is the best ice cream place. And I got to tell you guys, straight up, it's all the same. It always will be the same. Now, when you get to the scoop stuff, like soft serve ice cream, making cyclones and stuff like that, it's all the same. Scoop stuff, graders here in town, you got Village Parlor. That's different. Yeah. But I've never had bad ice cream. There's never been a single flavor of ice cream that I've disliked. So basically you're just saying all soft serve is the same. All soft serve is the same. But I also think that about all scooped ice cream. I've yet I've never had a scooped ice cream that I've disliked. You know what Mint chocolate chip, rocket name them. I like it. Butter pecan. Love it. Butter pecan's probably my favorite, but you should like blindfold and do like taste tests for each brand of whatever your favorite flavor is. And then we can finally decide if there truly is. Get, get four different butter pecans and see which one I like the most. Yeah. I, I got, I got one that somebody just brought up. This, that is good. Frozen stuff, frozen, like a frozen meal, like a frozen pizza. It's gotta be the Giorno. Oh man. So here's the thing. I'm going value there. A DiGiorno is eight bucks. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's a Domino's pizza. Yeah. I'd rather just like order a Domino's pizza. Yeah, take the exact same amount of time. I don't like. I'm, it's the same process. I have to even if I have to go pick it up. It's the same process. Yeah. I'd rather just do that. Kroger makes a really good self-rising crust. That's three dollars. Mm, yep. That's very similar to DiGiorno. I've, I've never had that, but I have had some generic frozen stuff. Now there there's other stuff like the lean cuisines and things that you get off of. Like I hate diet sodas. I hate the lean cuisine, but that's not a generic. That's just a preference and taste, you know. That's, there, there is some generic um, food items like corn. 
Like, mm. are, you, are you are you getting any main brand corn? No, probably not. Green beans, like frozen green beans. Right, can, canned stuff, frozen stuff, all that stuff. Yeah, you might just just go get the generic brand. Why pay extra for stuff that you don't care for? Yeah, I go Sauces. generic for eighty percent of things. What what about what about uh like spaghetti sauce? Yeah, Kroger brand. Mm. Kroger brand. I don't get ragu. I my family's a, a Prego family, so Prego. Mm. yeah, that's fine. Peanut butter. Everybody's saying peanut butter. Jif peanut. Yeah, what? I, I wouldn't know. Get, get, come on, it's peanut butter. Am I crazy here? Have you ever had different peanut? Like I've had all. I've had Jif. I've had Peter Pan. I've had all these different brands. It's this. I genuinely think you can give me a spoonful of all I of it. Didn't even know there's Peter Pan. And I can take a lick. Am I missing a major brand? The I first two that came to mind. Skippy. Skippy. I can take a lick of. Eight different kinds of peanut butter. You can get it from eight different brands. And I promise you they will all taste incredibly similar. Incredibly. Choosy moms choose Jif. Now, there is one one more thing that I've got to say that you should never go high brand for. Never. Vodka. Oh. No. So vodka by... We talked about this the other day. Vodka, by definition, is flavorless, odorless. It's literally only objective is to go in mixers to make it alcoholic. That's its only objective. Yeah. You do not drink vodka straight. Not, you can drink tequila straight. It's good. Vo bourbon straight. Gin is a little different, but you really shouldn't drink gin straight. Vodka is literally only objective is to make something alcoholic. So if you're spending $40 for a bottle of Grey Goose, you're being silly. You're being goofy because it is odorless. It is flavorless. So is Smirnoff. So is Tito's. Tito's is the big one. Oh, I can taste the difference in Tito's. Yeah. No, you can't. Get the hell out of here. The only one. The only one. Vodka is what I drink. If I'm not drinking beer, I drink a lot of vodka. I. The only one I have drank every. I've drank every brand. The only one that I can tell the difference between is Grey Goose and everything else. The only thing you are tasting is more or less alcohol. So if you are, it, it's not smoother, the quote unquote, it's smoother. That ain't a thing. It all tastes the same. It's all just alcoholic water. It's, pota it's, it's potatoes. They made it into a liquid, cleared yeah. up and fermented it. It's all the same. Yeah. Like Tito's or Smirnoff or New Amsterdam or all those, like just throw it in, throw it in. Correct. But when I see that long skinny bottle come out, that's a little different. It's a little different. I, I will, I will go out of my way to order that sometimes, but mm. very rarely. Because it really doesn't matter. Mm. Like the Tito's thing. I was actually, I was looking at that last night because we were looking at wedding stuff and they were going through the different like brands of, of things. And um, I know some of my family that, that really likes Tito's and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, like if it's like, if it's great goose and we're paying the extra five bucks or whatever. Okay. But if it's Tito's and everything else, like it's all the same. I would, I would like to, I would like to taste test it, Paul. I would like to, to give you, I, what's your, when you get vodka, what is Moscow it? Moscow mule. A, a Moscow mule. Yeah. That's the only one I can taste a difference in. And maybe it's the maybe See, it's the, like the ginger beer. Like well, maybe, uh, yeah, I would say that. Maybe it goes in hand in hand with the places I've had that, that the ginger beer is better too. Could be. I don't know. When you're making a Moscow mule, the much more important part is the ginger beer you're putting yeah. in. Yeah. That is infinitely yeah. more important. Whether you get it sweet, whether you get it spicier, however you like it. That is way more important than the actual vodka. We'll do a taste test. We'll, yeah. You know what, Paul? We'll have a little fun. We'll have fun here someday. We'll bring the copper mugs out. And I'll, I'll make go. it about three different, three different Moscow mules. 
I'll mix them up. Get, I'll just keep getting them wrong so we can keep having them. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep I'll keep tabs on it, and then we'll we'll, we'll do a genuine taste test. To Let's see, do it to see Paul's the PP Paul's palate. Let's we'll do test it. Paul's palate. We'll test Paul's PP. <laughs> All right, let's get in the vault. This is sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook, so we end off every show with a bet. I've got a parlay for you guys. Tell me if it's slanted or not. Give me the Cubs to beat the Astros tonight, plus 140. You parlay that with the Colorado Rockies money line and the Dallas Stars to win at plus 105. That is plus 838. Cubs win, Reds lose, Stars win. That's the parlay tonight. I'm going to go with... A parlay as well, just a two-legger though. The over on the Miami Heat game and uh, Miami Heat to cover, plus eight. That gives you plus 272. I'm going Heat plus eight. How about Jalen Brown, 25 points. Love it. And Jimmy Butler, eight rebounds. Parlay that, 333. Not terrible. That ain't bad. Not terrible. (laughs) Give me that. Where is that at? It's good stuff. All right. Parlay Plus on the Betfred Sportsbook. All right. Fire up the wheel of lunch. We haven't done this. Fire up the wheel of lunch. Mouse Cop, love you, as always. You know, it was funny. Last night I was watching the uh, Reds game, mm-hmm. and they I had it muted. I was listening to something on my computer, and I look up at the screen, and they were showing a burger. And I was legitimately, for the first time in a long time, I liked the Burger King ads. It was not Burger King. And I was like, man, that, that cheeseburger, I would go to whatever restaurant that is because that cheeseburger looks really good. Sonic. It was Sonic. Nice. Sonic. So I, I got to be completely honest here, guys. I brought in lunch today, so I will not be okay. partaking in the wheel of lunch. Um, I think you may need to put uh, Taco Bell on here eight times if you catch my drift. I think, I think my mind's made up. But if it's good, I'll, I can be convinced. I made, a, I made a nice dinner last night, so I have leftovers Oh, today. what'd you make? I made carbonara. Oh, dang. You like carbonara? I, actually, I had spaghetti last night, and I just... I didn't bring it in. I should have. Casey texted me at 8.30 this morning and said, bringing in leftovers today? Do you guys like to cook? I think we've talked about this. I genuinely love it. I love making cocktails, and I love cooking. Not really. If I didn't have to go and get the supplies, I would be. Like, yesterday I had nothing to do. It rained all day, so I couldn't cut any yards. And what I do, I go worked out and went to Kroger and got supplies, made a nice, amazing little dinner, and that's that's what I did with my Tuesday. Any other suggestions? Uh, no. Leave it. I put Gabriel do- in there. Yeah, put Gabriel in there. I'm just going to put Gabe. <laughs> Anything else? No, we're good. Okay. Spin it. Spin that. Oh, no. Disaster for me. Taco Bell gone. Disaster for Paul. Would love if Gabe won. Is that no lunch? Gabriel? Yeah, is Gabe, yeah. does Gabe equal no lunch? Yikes. Uh-oh. See you, Sonic. Good. OJ's Bronco. What about chicken liver? I like chicken liver. I genuinely don't. I can't think of a single food I dislike. Not one. I, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, there's food that I prefer other over other food, but like, if you're like feeding me, like, here you go, Reed, have this, and I'm like, all right, sure, sounds good. See it, Canes. Oh no, 
Did I speak too soon? Oh, I think did. he got it. Wow. He almost did. Yeah, lime. Any beans are terrible. What? You don't like black beans? I just don't like beans. I won't eat it if it has beans Isn't in it. Isn't your friend beans? My friend is beans. You hate beans? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, I'm glad you won't eat them. Panda or BK? You're going oh, to the lounge. Man. Burger King would be fine if we didn't just have it. When did you just have it? Friday. I went to Burger King on Friday. Burger King it is. Oh, Back Burger to the King. BK Lounge. Mouse cop knows beans. BK. All right. Your way. The lounge. BK Lounge. All right, guys. Thank you for sitting in as I ripped on the the red legs for 20 minutes. It's all in good fun. I don't think I'll see you guys on... Oh, I will see you on Friday. I don't think there will be box lunch, but there will be chat power rankings. Have we decided, am I doing that or is Tom doing that? Was it a Tom thing? Wait, it was, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a butter up Tom for the week. All right, we got to tell Tom that he is in charge of the chat power rankings. So that'll be Friday at the end of Off the Bench, but we'll see you guys around. This has been Box Lunch presented by Betfred Sportsbook. See ya.